What's up, everyone? My name is Kyle, and this is the Pain Cave Chronicles podcast, featuring yours truly and two of my best friends, Cody and Sean. Here, we're going to be breaking down our interesting relationship with endurance training. We're going to be chatting through marathon training, including nutrition, injury prevention, mindset, gear, and because we already dedicate too much time to discussing English football, we thought we would also add to each episode our own hot takes on the goings-on in the Premier League. So sit back, don't relax too much, and join us in exploring the pain cave. Well, gentlemen, this is episode two of the pain cave chronicles. We've heard from at least 12 people that we needed to do another episode and we will continue on, uh, as we, as we head, uh, uh, you know, head down knees driven towards the Buffalo <laughs> marathon 2024. Um, and as episode one, we're going to start this off with an unsponsored moment brought to you by Olipop. Um, I just want to say Cody and both I, myself, Kyle, have a classic grape that we're going to try to pop at the same time. Cody, count me Let in. me give you. Yeah, Sean, let's give can you, I say? Let's, I'll give okay. you guys the countdown. Three, two, one. Pop. Ooh. Ooh. I feel like we both committed to nice and slow there and it was, that worked it well. was perfect. You guys are you guys were in sync. That was that was smooth. Okay, man. Oh, Cody's pouring into a glass for all of our. Viewers. Can I say, I've never seen the what an Olipop actually looks like, and I was very surprised to just see like this red pink liquid <laughs> just come out of that can. I I totally agree. <laughs> I think um, yeah for for. For all the listeners out there, the Alipop uh, beverage is actually bright red if you like the classic grape. It is a so, nice NyQuil color, which I'm very familiar with from this last yeah, week. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Hey, okay. That's actually an amazing segue. Segue. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, so I figured since, you know, we're, we haven't necessarily gotten into the training blocks, but everyone's got their training plan. Um, we're ready to kind of get into things. But before that, I figured we'd just do a little catching up with. Um, Sean's been dealing with illness, got a year older since we last chatted. Um, and Cody's had, uh, you know, has gotten his training plan, has started some running. I saw on Instagram today and has, you know, started a new relationship with a pair of shoes and already broke up <laughs> with them and is on to the next one. Um, so that's, that's, you know. that's what running is for. <laughs> But let's um, let's top things off with Sean. How are you feeling? How was your birthday? You know, that feeling of when you awake from a deep sleep, you slept way too long and you look out the window and you're like, holy crap, where have I been? Mm -hmm. That's what it feels like. I um, have been very fortunate to avoid getting sick for a long time. But I had a week where I flew out to Austin for for work and then went straight to a wedding and then was like, you know, I feel bad that I didn't work out as hard over the last week. So let's go super hard on a base training plan. And my body, I think, was like, listen, buddy, it's time to rest. So it smacked me with a pretty intense flu. I thought it was covid, but I took a few tests and they came back negative. But for a few days there, I was out of commission big time, sore throat, headache, Stuffy nose. I still feel like I'm dealing with a little bit, but um, I'm good now. I went on my first run after a week plus yesterday, and it felt uh, good. I could definitely still feel like a little lingering, but my heart rate was surprisingly low. So I was like, okay, I think I'm in good shape. But uh, 
yeah, I also had a birthday smack dab in the middle of that. And um, we got some massages and it was like a 90 minute Ooh. hardcore session. And I topped it off today, Kyle. Shout out to you. I went to your chiropractor, Alicia, and Ooh, she. Ooh, shout out, yeah. Alicia. Yes. Well, Alicia was no you, joke. She definitely doesn't listen, but maybe eventually. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's a future sponsor, Alicia in Chiropractics in Del Mar. She one, is great. one of the best, ladies and gentlemen. If not the in the capital region. <laughs> Beautiful. How are you feeling right now? Okay. Yeah. Decent, decent. Um, I mean, there's tissues. <clears throat> packs of tissues everywhere but i don't need them nearly as much just like lingering st- stuffiness now but um for sure over the the worst of it i mean this is my first week of the real training program so i'm almost grateful in a, in a way that like if i were to have gotten sick it was the week before i had to like really put the nose to the grindstone so um silver lining got it out of the way and i can start this week mostly 100 percent um but yeah, feeling and, good now. And you have Thanks miraculously not gotten COVID yet. Knock on wood here, but you're you're impressed. As far as friend. I know, yeah, it is. It has been four <laughs> years, and to this day, have yet to tested positive for it. Doesn't mean it hasn't been there in some way, but yeah, that's maybe true. the two times the two times <clears throat> I've been sick over the last four years, I've taken several tests. I've lived with people who have had COVID. I took a test every day and just never got it. So you're probably who knows? Just I will count my lucky stars. <laughs> you probably had it like three times. There's a solid chance that I've had it multiple times. And each test was like, eh, you know, we'll let him have it. We'll let him think he's fine. Nice. And we're, we're going we're gonna to save the birthday gift for later talk. Or, uh, yay. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Sean's got Last some big birthday This is gifts. an exciting one. Um, let's... Uh, we can we can transition to Cody's Cody's week. Tell us tell us what, what's been going on. Yeah, well, uh, if you remember last episode, at the very end, we we talked pretty extensively about shoes and uh, you know what shoes we're using. Uh, and I think I mentioned that I needed a needed a daily trainer. So I uh, I bit the bullet and went out and bought a pair of Asics Gel Nimbus twenty sixes. Really, really thought I was going to like them. Uh, I tried them on a three-mile treadmill on Monday, and uh, they destroyed my feet, uh, for lack of better words. Um, it was the the pain was significant enough to to actually stop me in my tracks. Like you know, you you ever see those people on treadmills who like jump mm. up on the handles and they you know pop their feet off. Uh, I had to do that about three or four times to get through three miles on the treadmill. Um, damn. So that, that was a pretty, pretty big bummer. Uh, it was like, yeah, bad first date. date. Did you try, did you try them outdoors? Was it like, like, have you tried not on a treadmill? Not that, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So the treadmill, like the treadmill pain was like in my forefoot, kind of in the ball of my foot. Like it felt like there was a big rock in my shoe. Um, and, and that happens sometimes when you're when you're like testing a new shoe out, you're breaking it in. I've heard that ASICs have a pretty, pretty long break in period. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was I, I've never experienced anything like that. So I did. I came home. I was telling Sam all about it. Sam's my partner. Uh, she listens to way too much of my running talk. So um I told her and she said, you know, give them a chance, go run outdoors with them. And so on Wednesday, I laced them up 
Uh, it was about 15 degrees out and I went for a five mile run and it was the same, uh, same pain and more started feeling some stuff in my Achilles, my calf, um, my foot still, and then up into my hamstrings. So I immediately got home and was like, I'm done with these. I don't want to, uh, don't want to cause any further damage. So I hopped in the bath with some Epsom salt and, uh, tended to my sore muscles and uh i put those put those gel nimbus 26s back in the box and i uh immediately ordered mm-hmm. a new pair of endorphin speed 3s and those came today and <laughs> and they are comfortable they are just as comfortable as my current pair so bad mm. second date and went back to the ex you know what it's like a Eight. new uh, i it's not the it's not my ex it's my uh it's it's like a new new girlfriend here and they're they're red and beautiful. You, you window shopped and was like, you know what? I loved her all along. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So I pushed, I pushed you there though. I feel like I talked up the Nimbus 25 a lot and you did. I mean, that was the it, shoe. I, I had a good time with that it. was, that was the yeah. shoe I grew up in. I, I don't think I wore anything other than an Asics, but running, I mean, running on Wednesday, I felt like I had cinder blocks on my feet. Like, that's how heavy. And I was running on mm. on some trail and I I was like, I gotta, I gotta try running on the road. And when I hit the pavement, I it, it sounded like cinder blocks too. So I was like, there's there's something wrong here. Um, not not to say we, we are never getting yeah, sponsored not by ASICs, ASICs. but <laughs> not to say they're, you know, they just didn't they just didn't work for me. Uh and it could be because I've been running in a yeah. super light endorphin speed three this entire time. I mean, mm-hmm. I I think the mm. gel nimbus has has got you know, about a hundred grams on, on the, uh, on the endorphin speed. So yeah, I, I put those back in the box and, um, I went out six miles on Friday in the speed threes and, and felt great. Uh, actually ran in the snow with them about four inches of nice powder up in, up in Rochester here. Nice. And they were fantastic. Uh, I turned around on Saturday and ran another nine miles in them in the, slippery snow of victor new york and they held up great i was really impressed with them so i think that's just another reason why i'm sticking with with saucony for this training block mm-hmm. so funny how different feet and mechanics work because remember cody went like over the summer i had bought a speed uh the the endorphin speeds the black oh, yeah. and gold ones and i loved i loved the way they felt but they were awful for my knees. I would try and run in them and just like I had to stop. And then I went back to ASICs and then it was totally fine. So it's just funny how different feet just work with different shoes in, in different ways. I mean, I, I think, Cody, you remember over the summer, I tried like four different pairs yeah. and none of them. Like each time was like, not it, not it, not it. And then I got the Super Blast and like, I feel like I can use that for every type of run. So it's just funny. Sometimes it's just a trial and error process when it comes to 100%. Shoes. And the funny thing about the the speed threes is that they are really marketed as like an up tempo, like fast shoe and not mm-hmm. a daily trainer. But I know a lot of people who use them for their long runs, for their easy runs, for their recovery runs, up you know, up tempo. Um and yeah. so yeah, I think I just caught a little bit of the A6 always- bug from you, Kyle, and and I know, I know, I pushed you, but 
yeah i was gonna say just like the speed i remember i got the endorphin speed ones and the endorphin speed twos and probably for like two years it was the own like i would rotate other shoes in just to have like essentially like a second pair that i could rotate with but there was definitely i remember when i first got the endorphin speed ones i think i ran like two it was like the first summer i did 50 mile weeks and it was the only shoe i ran in for like two mm-hmm. months before i even thought about grabbing another shoe because it it really was a shoe. and this is also coming from someone who like basically ran like 600 miles in like a Kinvara, <laughs> like like a slight you know like a, a Kinvara 11 or something it, like a minimalist hundred dollar shoe i ran my first marathon in that and then like realized like that was kind of i feel like as things were turning to like these max like then came into super shoes and then it was like oh my god mm-hmm. like look at these huge stacks and then the, but the speed was the perfect combination combination of like it's lightweight the nylon plate so you get a little bit of pop but it's still like flexible mm-hmm. like it that was i think they almost hit the nail too good as a shoe because honestly i had the endorphin pro ones i preferred you know they were just super rigid i don't uh, i would i would have gone for the speed every time yeah they set the bar too high for themselves <sighs> second I round think, i think that and then they started making them more expensive yeah. the specialty ones are like 180 or something as they do it's funny we um cody and i were talking the other day just about like you know the a6 but shoe rotation in general and one of the things we were saying is like we watch so much instagram videos about needing to have a max cushion a daily trainer a speed work one but the truth of the of, of the reality is is like most runners like us who are in kind of like a intermediate maybe advanced intermediate range we're just gonna use one shoe for the most part to do most of our work and then have a race day shoe like i know all three of mm-hmm. us like in an ideal world would love to have a max cushion shoe for the slow recovery days. And then a daily trainer, like the Sauconies or super blast for, you know, some of your tempo or threshold runs and then a speed shoe for like the sprint hill repeats and race day. But when you come across a super blast or an endorphin or even Kyle, your, your new balance ones, I know for all three of us, we're using those for all different types of running and it just works for us. Um, sometimes it's just about finding the, again, the right one that you can use and like, not messing with that equation i know that's the case for me absolutely i know yeah i mean i'm currently like this wednesday when i did this snowy like track workout i did i wore the magic speed threes Mm. which is kind of like there's certainly a a lightweight i mean it's probably like at least two full ounces lighter than the new balance right below it's right below the meta speeds so it gives you a good like it makes you feel a little mm-hmm. special on the day when you want to run mm-hmm. a little bit quicker. But no, yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, I haven't had gone. I still have the Endorphin Pro ones with like 90 miles on it. So like if I wanted to race them, yeah. I just, I could, but I don't know. We, we don't, I haven't done a race in a while. So the <laughs> rotation has stayed small. <laughs> I, we got the Helderberg coming up in a few months. So we got one of the books. Oh, Dream I'm so excited. I, I Mm-hmm. I guess um, I do yeah. just want to just a, another like talking point on the uh, endorphin speeds is I, I compared. So I ran this morning. I did a, a four miler this morning and I compared just like the the stack height and the wear and tear on my existing pair, which has about 330 miles on them to my brand new mm-hmm. pair. And 
there isn't there isn't a huge difference. Um, I I think I could mm-hmm. feasibly get another 170 miles out of those endorphins. Like I've I've tried Hoka in yeah, the past, and it's like 200 miles and done. Thumbs down. Yeah. Thumbs down. So thumbs down. I mean, it, we're paying 170 dollars plus for these shoes. They gotta. We we want them to last longer than 200 miles. 200 miles is. For you, Kyle, that's that's a month of training. You know, that's that's a lot of money and not a lot of uh, not a lot of give back. So definitely wanted to to mention yeah. that until we until we get shoes for free. Uh, well, I was going to say we can we can wrap up this section by confirming that we have talked ourselves out of sponsorships from both Asics yeah. and Hoka. <laughs> <laughs> There's still a chance for Saucony, though. Come on, that's right? We're 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 committed outside of the shoe realm. Apparently, we only want Olipop. <laughs> I'd take, I would take, um, um, that's our area of expertise, but yeah, that was, that was my week. I, I think I finished, what do I have? it? I finished with 23 and a half miles. Um, I think that's probably my biggest week in a few months or since, um, since the corning half. Uh, and, um, mm. actually you guys will like this. I, I played a little soccer on Sunday and, uh, that'll probably be my last time playing, hey. uh, for this block. <laughs> I, I woke up this morning and, you know, you, you, you go and play and like you have muscles sore that you didn't even know you had muscles there. Like my neck muscles are all sore. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hold the chiropractor asked me today, are you going to be playing soccer? And I had a big sigh. I was like, oh, unfortunately, <laughs> no. It's so hard to say no to playing. But with the training program and how much load we're already going to be putting on our legs, it's just not a wise choice. So. I'm Nothing with you, like man. going. I, I'm happy you yeah. got to play a game, but I'm happy you're also committing to not so I can suffer didn't, as well. It, not by myself. It didn't go front. great. Um, and there's nothing <laughs> like going from a, you know, a stack height of, I don't know what the, the endorphin speed is, what, 30, 32 millimeters or something to a mm-hmm. yeah. flat, flat turf <laughs> shoe. Turf <sighs> shoes. No. Dude, soccer shoes are no like. Arch. Once you once you get into a good running shoe, and as after we've all spent our lives in the most uncomfortable cleats ever made, like mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know. Although I will say, and this is not a soccer podcast, but I have a pair of like Tiempos from maybe like three years ago, and they are the nicest cleats from the first time I stepped into them. The touch felt good. Like they don't feel long. They were right away, like no hot spots. Well, let me say oh. that tempos are the endorphins yes. and super blasts of yes. the soccer cleat world. They are an all purpose shoe. They're comfortable and you can use them for any position I agree. on the field. I agree. Although the shoes I used on Sunday were tempos and they're just not comfortable because they're they're flat. <laughs> they're flat turf. Yet. So <laughs> We'll edit that part out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um, yeah, Kyle, how was how was your week? You're 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 in it right now, so I'm in it. I might even, um, yeah, I guess. So I'll I'll just say. Um, so this week I got 37 miles in, and nice. I mean a lot of it's easy miles. Monday easy three miles tuesday easy five i feel like i mean so i did the 800 repeats which i was texting you guys about Mm. which i figured i would kind of focus in on a little bit because that's kind of a fun one for the week um on wednesday 
I went out and um, it was, I think, about 18 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, decent snow left over, kind of icy. There's a video on my YouTube channel about it if you want to go watch it. <laughs> it's a great It's a great video. video. We'll put the link in the description <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, we. Uh, I did... Honestly, one thing that I have recently gotten into with things like, well, with speed work is adding in strides before actually getting into like the repeats. And that's something I never really used to do. I would just kind of test out the pace I was about to try to do. Um, And I think it really helps to actually get like a semi all out, just like 40 yard um, Mm -hmm. kind of like tester. If anything, it just gets like, I don't know, you make sure everything's working Mm -hmm. fine. Um, so we did a very classic marathon training speed workout of eight by 800 repeats with a quarter mile kind of recovery in between each. And we did all of them at a seven minute mile pace. Um, so three thirty half miles, three thirty eight hundreds, um, half mile warm up, half mile cool down four 60 meter strides right before getting into things. And Ultimately, it's kind of wild going to a track and then coming away with like a 7.3 mile workout. I feel like that is something that <laughs> yep. never would have happened to me like a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, it was it, it, things are rolling along. I will tell you what I hated was the following day. It was 12 degrees when I woke up. Mm. So I didn't <laughs> run in the morning and I went to the gym at work during my lunch break and I ran three miles on the treadmill. And I got to tell you. I I just I you know I hate treadmills so much. I I'm hate with them. They I guess they work, but like it's I I honestly feel like I'm gonna like just fly off because I lose like focus. Like not even like straight backwards, like off to the side. Like I maybe I'm just like not like a good rhythmic even runner or something. But like it's just it, it's not. I for feel me. like they are. They are like a camping sleeping pad that is just too narrow. And if you had maybe three inches either side, you'd be fine. But yes. otherwise, I feel like I'm about, yeah, about to fall off the side. And, and and for some reason, I always feel like the paces are harder or it depends on which treadmill, you know, what, what type of treadmill you're using. The paces might yeah. be off or, yeah, not a fan. And your watch, my watch is always like, Point, uh, like a tenth of a mile off the treadmill so after you do yeah. three it's like i'm not going to sit here and run another point three just so that strava knows i ran three well you know what i learned i had um i was talking to one of my friends last week because i i've been doing a lot of mine on the treadmill because where i live there's just not access to like i can't just get up and run so i just my gym is like five seven minutes away so it's been easy for me to just go and do the treadmills and i um, my friend did the, one of the marathons in Albany last year. And I asked him like, dude, my Garmin is so ridiculously off from what the treadmill does. Like, how do you, how'd you track? And what he told me is that the Garmin's when you, you can do a track run or a treadmill run on your tread, on your treadmill option on your Garmin. Yeah. Sure. And <laughs> all those things. But at the end of it, you can click calibrate and then it syncs it to essentially like what the treadmill does so the times and distances and speeds are all aligned and i was like this is a freaking game changer because i was finishing my runs i was like great five miles on the treadmill but my garmin says i've done 10 that is not right (laughs) right 
I so would there is that. a calibrate button. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, look, I crushed it today. 10 miles in 30 minutes. Love it. Yeah. Um, but no, there's a calibrate button on the on the Garmin watch that allows you to, to sync it up. So while you're running, it's tough watching your watch have a wildly inaccurate measure compared to what the treadmill is. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do I trust the watch or do I trust the treadmill? But who knows? I'm sure there's a YouTube tutorial explaining the whole thing somewhere. But See, I think a large majority of my runs will have to be on the treadmill for the for the winter time, which I'm like warming up to. Mm-hmm. But boy, like after 20 minutes, it is the most mundane exercise on yep. the planet. Yeah, I think I just I totally like lose interest and I have to really mm-hmm. motivate myself. Oh, that was something I was going to talk yeah. about. You just you just sparked something for me, but I'm going to save it. Um <laughs> Yeah, so treadmill Friday, cold and easy. Uh, opposite, I mean, so I've been getting up and driving to the university nearby, and I just I get up at five, I get in the car, I freeze, I sleepily run a couple of miles, and then <laughs> I honestly have loved like it, it. Just feels so good coming home afterwards, and it's like Emily's just waking up. Like I've already done like. I've checked my big box for the day. Like it mm-hmm. is fantastic. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and then, uh, I got a 14 mile long run in yesterday. That was a partial barn loop that Cody will be introduced to Yay. soon enough oh, yeah. when he, when he visits the Alps. Hey, uh, <laughs> but, um, it, <laughs> that looked like a killer run, Kyle. It's, it's, looked, I looked at your stats on on Garmin, and sorry, I'm not on Strava yet, but I will be. Um, He's gonna get but on you Strava. Looked, it looked great. You were you were ghosting, cruising. I mean, I do. Yeah, I I I I honestly a little hesitant with where I'm at. One because it's so cold, so I almost feel like it's just mm-hmm. easier to work harder i'm not like sweating as much my heart rate naturally stays a bit lower because it's cold um Mm -hmm. so i think there's a lot of like i'm trying to not get too hyped on it basically but i do feel like like i mean i haven't run and i guess for context like this week 37 but i've got 32 34 and then this week 37 like i haven't really had consecutive weeks like that in Mm -hmm. probably over a year or two um and it, it's just it's the little things of how it feels the little bit of yoga i've been doing i did a 30 minute um yoga with adrian for runners oh, yeah. like uh, nice. just the other day saturday i think and i've been like massaging and like i don't know i just feel like you know and then on top of that you know we're all working <laughs> full-time jobs and you know, small feeding thing. ourselves and oh, I lifted on Tuesday. So we got a, we got the lift in. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to not get it's such a long ways out. But something I've definitely had in my head is like build safely, mm-hmm. get as fast, get mm-hmm. the miles that I want. Like, I think I'll teeter around 40 mile weeks for a while before pushing yeah. too much further. And that's I think during that time, I'll at like the, those 800s, I think are going to get a little bit quicker and i'm going to be throwing in like four to five mile at race Mm -hmm. pace in the middle of those long runs and things like that so Mm -hmm. and then we'll kind of eventually i think that'll be really good as as we head into the half in april and then looking at beyond that we'll we'll get up to about 60 mile weeks but 
I feel like that segues pretty good into uh, perhaps we lay out some actual training plans. Um, if the listeners haven't picked up, I'm a bit of a DIY uh, <laughs> marathon uh, training plan guy, but um, you're in a lucky trio here um, because Sean and Cody both have, uh, you know, well-organized uh, training plans that um, a lot of people will either know about um, or have heard about. So there's there's still plenty to learn here, and you do not have to file the, follow the Kyle uh, make it up as you go plan. You know what, Kyle? I think I think you're going to be pretty successful. Still, you've you've done a few of these. You've had some trials and tribulations, and um, yeah. I one question I had for you in regards to your 800 meter workout: Did somebody shovel the track for you, or did you shovel it yourself, or was there just a free lane that you somehow managed to magically get. So there was one lane that was like pretty shoveled, but it had some like shiny ice spots. <laughs> so like, but like I jogged the lap warming up and I kind of took a look and I was like, okay, okay, this is where I need to like, there was definitely some times where you had to like twinkle toes kind of <laughs> like for a second. Um, but, um, no, I, I, I honestly had no faith. I was fully ready to like, I was going to drive around the campus and like map out in my car with the, uh, the speedometer, like uh, how far, like half a mile was. And then I was just going to do that over and over again on a flat section of road. But I walked out and I was like, eh, this is doable. It's a little mm -hmm. sketchy, but like it was doable. So yeah. No, I feel some, like someone else in Albany who is training for a marathon shoveled that. And it's going to be our mission now to find who that person is and thank them and invite them onto the podcast as a special <laughs> guest. I mean, I was going to I was going to ask, is it like, is it weird if I go to our my local track and I just shovel out a lane? Because I don't really want to do 200, 400 and 800 meter repeats on a random road. Uh I think I might I think I nope. might go do that at the the Victor High School just go and, and shovel a lane. Heck yeah. That's a that's I was, a gym yeah, I was gonna say that I'm I'm off tomorrow, so maybe I'll go and do that. That's great though. Dude. Kyle, I gotta say I'm I'm envious a little bit of your of your DIY because one of the things I've been I mean, I'm excited about my plan, but one of the things too, just looking at some other ones, is like, you know, what other elements could I incorporate? that I might not even know are are there. You know, Cody and I mm -hmm. have in some ways like we have structure, but we're also <clears> restrained <throat> in some capacity by that structure. Whereas you I feel like with your plan, you get to incorporate all different components of it, kind of best practices from different theories and put it together. So I'm excited <clears throat> to see how your special Kyle plan <laughs> rolls out as compared to to mine and Cody's. <laughs> I think I'll probably want to steal some of your workouts along the way. I mean, it'll. I'm thankfully we have some race tests along the way, which will be great benchmarks for all of us to just be honest with ourselves, really where we're at. Like I, I know, mm -hmm. you know, I've got. Uh, I mean, you guys can't see, but I've got taped on the wall right here, three twenty five, and then I've got the paces of a seven forty nine full marathon, meaning, and my half pace. I have to hit it in April is a seven oh seven. If I can't do that in April. I probably can't run a 749 in May for 26 mm. miles. So like, and and that's where like my tempo pace needs to be a seven minute mile. Mm -hmm. I need to be able to do that, you know, three to three to five miles. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And then my 10 K pace has to be a 647. And I'm, I'm looking at that every day. <laughs> I, I've got a, we'll do some of those runs together. I, I've got to yep. ask Kyle. I mean, in the past when you've been training for these marathons, I mean, how much speed work were you incorporating actually? Not a lot. I mean, I was, I've, to be fair, I've never been this structured mm-hmm. and I really think there's like, I just have so much motivation now than I have for a race in a long time. I mean, the last marathon I did was New York mm-hmm. in 2021 and I trained for like six weeks and then just like survived. <laughs> um, like <laughs> it was, it was purely because, you know, I had the opportunity, so I had to, um, but I, yeah, like I, you know, I would do some speed work, but, um, honestly it was almost always like 800 repeats mm-hmm. every other week. And then, and it wouldn't be every week. It would just be like, honestly. And like, I think going to the track also was kind of like either a mixture of like kind of intimidating mixed with mm-hmm. like, do I really need to get in the car, drive to a track, mm-hmm. do the, you know, do a, I was, I, I did, I was doing some Cooper, Cooper plus, uh, workouts, um, which was like, it's like a fitness test in that a lot of soccer guys have to do. Um, basically like you do two mile at a six minute pace, one mile is six minute pace and a half mile is six minute pace with some breaks in between. Um, I would do stuff like that just to like basically try to see where my VO two max mm-hmm. was kind of at and Mm-hmm. but never like really regimented. Like I know that for this, I, you know, I got to be practicing kind of those six thirty, six forty five paces in smaller workouts so that I can eventually get comfortable at seven minute pace basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, nice. I'm real serious about this boys. So he's going all in. You were, you mentioned that, this week was what 30, 37 miles you're building. You're going to do a couple 40 mile weeks. But, um, I, I remember you saying something maybe a few weeks ago that you're going to kind of ramp up and then you're going to kind of have a down week, you know, maybe you'll hit 45 miles one week. And then the next week you'll be down to 35 or 40. Yeah. Yeah. So right now I've kind of got a cycle going of five weeks building mm-hmm. And then one week, essentially, you know, 20 miles. Um, It's essentially going to be a recovery week, you know, a massage week, a chiropractor week. Um, And that'll also kind of work into like, that's how I'm going to build in like the half marathon week um, in mid-April is going to be kind of a down Mm -hmm. week. Um, So we can kind of time things around that. So yeah, it's kind of ramp up, ramp up for about five weeks and then take a down week, check in. Um, and then come back to it kind of for a next, the next mm-hmm. five weeks. So and honestly, and that's like, I mean, that's just as much physical as it is mental. I feel like, like you kind of mm-hmm. need those mini blocks to be like, okay, get through yeah. part one, you get a down week, get through part two, you get a down week, halfway through part three, you get to test this, you know, you get mm-hmm. to race. Like, I think, I think what, by the time I get to April, it'll really be kind of just, I mean, if we're still fit, if, if, if no, no injuries, knocking on wood. Um, yeah. I think I'll, I'll think I'll be really hyped up for the race part, but yeah, that's, that, that's, that's definitely a good point to make Cody. I'm, I'm definitely kind of picking this off, even though it's a, you know, a very intimidating 21 mm-hmm. weeks. 
it's pretty much in chunks of five. Um, nice. I'm curious. Yeah. What is, um, what is a week in like, I don't know, maybe mid March look like for you mid mid March. Uh, so it, we're, we'll be doing, um, probably, uh, so I'm looking at April 1st, that week is going to be a five mile on Monday. Easy. Six on Tuesday. Easy. 10 on Wednesday. That's probably going to be a speed workout and an easy run. And then we're doing five on Thursday, six on Friday, and then 18 on Saturday. And I bet I'm going to go for probably like 10 miles of that at actually, no, I'll probably be doing like two miles at half marathon pace and then two miles like off kind of mm -hmm. a thing and doing marathon paces in there. Cause that'll be one week before, um, the half marathon. So yeah. And that'll be a 50 mile week. That's <laughs> so, but like that also doesn't seem too far. I mean, that's 13 more miles than I ran this week. It's just about, I think being comfortable with mixing more harder things in there, which is why I want to go slow. Mm -hmm. Um, keep it safe, mm -hmm. get fast, kick butt. That's the plan. Kick That's as the much plan. Buffalo butt um, as we can. Buffalo butt. <laughs> um, this is a weird one, huh? How about how about Cody? Cody, introduce us to your your training plan, uh, your overarching, you know, uh, I guess thesis of it. And um, yeah. yeah, um, I've got kind of a cool, cool little uh, small world thing going on with this guy. Um, and I just, uh, yeah, it's the it's the V dot running formula by uh, Jack Daniels and. No, not, okay. not the whiskey Jack Daniels, but the, uh, two-time Olympic medalist in medalist in the pentathlon and a world renowned exercise scientist, Jack Daniels <laughs> named the world's <laughs> shout out to name the world's Daniels, best yeah, running has to be introduced that by way. runner's world. Um, <clears throat> so this is Jack Daniels. He was an amazing Olympian. Um, and he, he actually coached cross country at SUNY Cortland for a number of years. And then um, I think around 2013, he actually started coaching cross country at Wells College, which is a tiny little Ooh. school in the Finger Lakes. Um, shout out Wells College. Uh, and I don't know how we managed to get an Olympian as our cross country coach, but Basically, what Jack Daniels did was he developed a formula for calculating your VO2 max, and he called it V.02. Um, and this is a formula used by coaches all over the world. Uh, you basically, what I was able to do, it's a it's an app. Um, I submit my entire running bio, including weekly mileage. Uh, a few of my latest race times, my goal race time. And this gets sent in to an online coach who uses that Jack Daniels formula to basically craft a full 18 week plan um, using that formula based on the information I provided. And this plan is fully built out. Like I have every single day for the next 18 weeks. Um, every workout is already programmed in, um, consists of 
easy running, as well as what they call quality sessions, which are long runs, threshold, um, repeats, uh, etc. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty in depth. Uh, I'm a little bit intimidated by it. Uh, but it, it is also, you know, they've calculated paces based on my, my, based on my former race paces, um, and my race times. Um, and the whole, you know, the plan adapts around my planned races as well, uh, such as the Heldeberg to Hudson in uh, April. So like you said, Kyle, that week, you know, that'll be our, our test. And in my running calendar here that I'm looking at, I, you know, I can clearly see that that half marathon there. It's a planned event. Um, and I have a goal pace for that. I think I'm right at 140 for that. And like you said, if I'm not hitting my paces there, then, you know, we, we might have to recalculate for, for Buffalo, but um, it, it gradually increases mileage, you know, this week, this is my first week. Today was my first day. Um, this week is 24.7 miles. And I think I peak at about 46 miles. So same kind of deal. We're ramping up, we're dropping down, we're ramping back up, we're dropping down. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to work really well. I actually have a, a sample week that I was going to just tell you guys about. Um, I think this is this is March 11th through the 16th. Uh, this is a 40 mile week. So Monday would be an easy run, five miles. Uh, Tuesday would be an easy run, six miles. Wednesday would be a quality session, which would be an easy five miles and then a threshold, uh, three miles at threshold and then an easy uh, one mile cool down. Thursday mm-hmm. would be eight miles easy and then um, I chose this one because it has a, a marathon paced quality session for the Saturday, which is an easy two mile warm up, and then 10 miles at marathon pace, uh, followed by a, a two mile cool down. So um, I think it's going to be really helpful. Again, you know, I was asking you that question, Kyle, about speed work because in my previous training for, for half marathons, speed work was kind of a yeah, I'll, I'll get to that. Uh, or I'll do that or, or, Hey, Sean, come over and we'll, uh, we'll run five miles and two of those will be fast (laughs) at what pace. We don't know. Miss those days. So (laughs) it'll be faster. It's, it's, I'm excited and looking forward to the fact that everything that I'm, uh, you know, all my data that I'm logging on Garmin and on Strava is going right to this V.02 app. And you know, you can skip runs if you're not feeling good or you need extra recovery time. You can plan in runs if you're feeling great and you want to do another three or another four or five or six. Um, so it's it's customizable, but um, also very structured. So where I lack in the, I, in the customizable of, of yours, I, I make up in the, the structure. So, yeah. I do what one... I would, I have a question about that week and it sounds like you do have some kind of flexibility with things. But for me, the big difference is I tend to not pack my Thursday mm-hmm. after a session for you, a quality session on a Wednesday, yes. 
And I could see, I think you said there's an eight miler after you do your quality yes. session. So like you Wednesday's quality, and then you got to do an eight miler on Thursday. Mm -hmm. I feel like that could be, I mean, like there's so many, like you could either go the theory of that's going to be really, really hard, but at the same time, being able to do that when you're tired yeah. is going to be good training. Like that's, that's the hope. And I think the, the purpose of that is to just that be a recovery or, you know, a really easy, mm -hmm. easy run there. Um, and that's, yep. you know, I'm glad you mentioned that that's, that's basically what my entire training program is. It's Monday, Tuesday, easy Wednesday quality, uh, Thursday, easy Friday off. And then Saturday is that, you know, big effort quality session. But yeah, there is mm -hmm. some, there's definitely a little bit of, of, uh, intimidation around, you know, sprinting a couple miles on the track and then, um, you know, having to turn around the next day and, and, uh, go for an eight mile run. But see that, that, but that really interests me too, is like, I think it'll be really interesting towards the end of this is seeing how, like, if you can deal with a bigger day on Thursday, mm -hmm. Cause the only difference between our plans or like that, you know, example week is I'm spreading out, I'm running six days a week and I'm spreading out Thursday and Friday, basically that eight mm -hmm. miles. I'm just cutting it in half and doing it on Thursday and Friday. But like one, are you getting tougher, stronger? Cause you're doing a bigger mileage the day after a session. And two, you're getting another, you're getting that day of recovery yeah. on Friday that I won't be getting. So I'd be curious to see which, I mean, obviously we're two different humans. That's not the benchmark that that won't be the single deciding factor of how a race day goes, <laughs> but it's definitely interesting to see, um, you know, how that slight difference, definitely where people take the recovery days mm -hmm. is definitely interesting to me. Um, I think, you know, kind of what we've been hinting at here is, you can either, you know, some people will be like, oh, well, doing, you know, a certain workout when you're already tired is that's how you train for a mm -hmm. marathon because you're going to have to do things when you're really tired. Like, or do you like, you know, are you trying to be fresh for your best workouts so that you can maybe perform a bit better? And that's where you're maximizing your gains. Like, I mean, someone more experienced than I might have like, there might be a clear and obvious answer to that. But for me, it's, it still seems like an interesting kind of tinkering process of, when to when to pick a day off and when to be like well i'm pretty dang mm -hmm. tired but i'm still gonna do this because that's the point yeah and honestly my thought around all of that is kind of doing those quality sessions on the wednesday morning like wednesday morning then maybe my long run mm. or my uh excuse me, my easy run on thursday is in the afternoon so i have a full a full 24 hours plus another eight hour day to recover fuel get my nutrition dialed in and then i'm going at it again so i think that'll be uh yep. that'll definitely be a a a, a point that i want to really hammer home is kind of like when am i doing these workouts and you know what even if i don't have a recovery day in between can i get a recovery day in between can i get a full day plus of not mm -hmm. running so that my muscles can re recover i mean I, I ran Friday, Saturday, played soccer Sunday, and then ran this morning and I'm, I'm gassed right now. And I'm, I'm so thankful yeah. that I have a, a, uh, a, an off day tomorrow. So, um, definitely going to need the recovery, uh, but yeah. Nice.
Well, we 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 left Sean about eight minutes to go over the next twenty weeks of his training. So Bring it um, on. I think I rambled on yeah. too long. But I I say let's let's transition to whatever Shawnee's doing. Uh, well, give us the deets, I, baby. I don't need more than eight <laughs> minutes because uh, I am going to be giving the expedited version. Um, my plan is actually super similar to Cody's, but it mm. is an algorithmic form uh, through the Hal Higdon app. Um, similarly, Hal Higdon was an Olympic athlete. He is a writer and author, has written several training books, um, and he's made an app. So the app is pretty neat. You you similarly, you know, you you give it the race date and the past results you've had and your goal, and it backwards plans and a training program, an 18-week training program to help get you to that goal. Um, I configured mine to build a program for me to uh, train to hopefully get a 310. Um, and there are five variations of, of runs because they make you take two days off. And similar to what you guys were talking about, you know, you get to determine which two days are off and you can change and adapt them. Um, the five variations are base runs and recovery runs. Those are kind of be the two easy ones. There are tempo and threshold mm -hmm. runs with, you know, slow to crescendo, back down to uh, descending in pace. And the other one is a variation of a sprint and hill repeats, which I've done a little bit of so far, which I got to say I love, um, especially mm. with some of the hills. I I really enjoy the sprint workouts. There's something in my brain that's like, let's go 110%. Um, and then the, the fifth uh, run type in the week is a marathon race pace. Uh, for me, I have to, if I want to get a 310, I have to run at a, at my slowest, a 715 per mile for, for 26 miles. So for my sprint workouts, I have been running some That's of those wild. sprints between, yes, yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm extremely intimidated, but it's a really exciting thing to try and hit. I mean, Kyle, you and I were talking about this two days ago over the phone around, like just wanting to up our mm -hmm. game. And I think yep. I said something along the lines of like, well, if we say the goal out loud, we make ourselves accountable for it. And so the only option is to figure out the way to make it happen. So sometimes yep. saying a really scary goal out loud, like I got to, I, I have to, I have to hold myself true to that now. Um, so I've been trying to, to, you know, adjust my sprinting workouts to be, you know, my goal is to be at a 715 and still be somewhat in like the, the high end of zone two. That for me is like, that's the goal. So the way I've been approaching that is, is when I'm doing my sprint and tempo runs, making that peak part running between a 615 and a right now it's around 650. But as weeks go on, it's going to be between a 615 and 630 pace. And so if I can hold that for an extended period of time, the goal is to be comfortable enough within that. So that 715 becomes um, more like a mm -hmm. zone two run. Thankfully, I've yep. got 18 weeks to work <laughs> towards that, but that's the, that's the idea in mind. So, um, when it comes to my days off, I think what I'm going to try and do is I'm debating between a, a Monday, Friday or a Monday, Saturday, very similar in that conversation of like, do I want to load back to back or do I want to have a day of recovery? And I'm almost leaning towards more recovery than, than extra load because I want to mm -hmm. prevent injury. So Kyle, you and I have been doing our, our 12 mile to 13 to 14 mile barn loops now on, on Sundays. So for me, I'm thinking I would almost to, for now 
have a rest day beyond Saturday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that come, because what I'm going to have to start doing is doing some of those longer run days. There's going to be portions of, of those runs where I'm going to have to be well above, you know, at, at least the 715. So I want to make sure on my end that, you know, like that for me, feels like a full out sprint right now. Like I'm not even close to the point where I can sustain that for, for long, but I can, I can hold a mile at, at 630 right now and then a mile at mm -hmm. 1030 and then another mile at 630. So um, those are kind of like the five variations. This is my first full week and I'm going to be right at around 34 miles. My peak week, which is around five weeks out, four or five weeks out from um, the Buffalo Marathon, is going to be 52 miles. So Friday would be a 10 mile. Um, Sunday would be the 20 mile. There's another 10 mile in there, a seven mile. Uh, I'll have to look up the exact numbers, but peak is around 52. And so it fluctuates between mid 30s to high 40s, crescendos at 52, kind of tapers it back down. Um, the app is interesting because it is fluid to what you input in it. So as you report your workouts or your Garmin syncs with the planned activity, it takes what you said, compares it to the planned activity, and then modifies the plan based off of your input. So if I'm, if the app is telling me that my base run is five miles at 830 pace, but I reported at like 730, it's going to adjust my plan to better meet you know, so the app's like, hey, maybe you're actually not at 830 for like maybe your base run is more at like an eight flat. So what's nice about the app is that, you know, it is adapting to the numbers and the paces and the heart rate that I'm putting into it. So it is tailored rather than the one size fits all. And I think that works well for me because, you know, I don't have a ton of really high level knowledge for, um, you know, for for racing that way. So I if I didn't have a coach, I would need something that would be adaptive to my output. And I feel like this is a really cool way to do it. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've found the app from someone who had done it and prepped for a marathon and had really good things to say about it. Um, there are six tiers within the program. It's like beginner one, beginner two, two intermediate one and two, and advanced one and two. And I'm at advanced one. Um, so I'm excited to see how that plays out. You know, thankfully, I, I feel like I have a pretty strong base. Um, I had a few 30 mile weeks in before I got slammed <laughs> with that fun little virus. So um, I feel like I'm going into it in a stronger place than I have been in the past. I've been really structured around my recovery in the past. I've been very lazy with stretching. I'm like, you know, I'm not that sore. Like I'll I'll push it <laughs> off another yeah. day. Um, but I've, I've made sure to be disciplined with it every time. Um, I've been upping my ice bath game. Like today, I woke up at five in the morning, went and did a treadmill run begrudgingly. And then I came back and did an ice bath for 10 minutes before I started the day. And I hated, I absolutely hated, hated, hated every second of it. Um, yeah. I bought those little, do you guys remember those like foot booties you'd stick your feet in oh, for the ice yes. baths? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Were I we talking some. about those recently? Yes. I, I bought yeah. some. I bought, I bought some for the ice bath. Um, they didn't do anything, but <laughs> mentally, they, <laughs> mentally they helped. So I did the ice bath and you know what? I, I felt really good afterwards. Like I felt refreshed, energized. I had some electrolytes after, and then in the evenings I'm taking 20 to 30 minutes to do deep stretching, foam rolling, um, the massage gun, and then some of those leg compressions. So I feel like I've got a nice rhythm right now of, of knowing when I need to wake up, knowing when I need to do my workouts, knowing what I need to eat 
you know, mm-hmm. I, I planned my meals for this last week on Sunday. And so I feel like that combo, I'm trying to account for all these things. So I'm someone that needs that structure so that I don't have to mm-hmm. think about it. Like, I know this is the time. I know this is what I eat. I know this is when I rest. I know this is when I recover. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see how I progress along the way. And I think the Helderberg in April is going to be a really good benchmark. Um, I got to I got to figure out what time I need to hit in order to signal that I'm on pace. But, um, you know, that's that's a few months away. And with five runs a week with a lot of sprints and hills in it, um, I'm excited to see kind of how things improve so long as I stay injury free. I, I have a question. As say you're doing a you know a a good fast workout and your paces you're feeling real good but in the back of your head you're like if I crush this Hal Higdon's gonna make me do the next workout even faster. I've thought I, about that. <laughs> like do do you still have control in that conversation of like yeah because uh, because it doesn't change like the app is isn't gonna change your your goal of finishing right so if you're ahead so let's say let's say for example like you go faster than the anticipated date what the app might do is take off a little bit on the next run because you overexerted right and so the the app is is always working within the framework of saying like here's 310 right so what's what's funny about the app is like it, it will also tell you anticipated times so just from what i did with my base I click on the calendar date of, of the race and it's like, hey, you can do from from the data you've input it, you can do this at 755. So like that's that's well far off. So that that the expected time changes at the tail end based off of what you're putting in. But the but the training program isn't going to deviate enough to where it's like, OK, now we're going to train you for a 308. So it's always going to stay within that expected goal frame. Just be flexible to either increase load or decrease. Like if I have this five mile hill sprint tomorrow and I do three miles, the next workout might go from five to seven. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot of it's around making sure you hit the mileage or taking it off so you're not overloading or underloading. Nice. I that would kill me. I hate missing mileage. <laughs> like like having same, a goal. Same. I like. It, I yeah. But that's it is probably an, it is, not it is a good an abject no, no, but I feel the same exact way. And, and I know Cody does too. Like I know in my head this is not the healthiest framework, but if I'm if I have an objective for that day workout wise and I go underneath it, it will drive mm. me nuts. And then yeah. I'll overcompensate. And I know that stems from us being athletes our entire lives. Like our entire sense of self-worth is often predicated on our performance <laughs> and whether we meet a, a predetermined benchmark to determine if we get minutes or not like that translates into i know for a fact i have an acute awareness that like that soccer mentality translates to running and i know that it's not always the healthiest but at the same time if you can put parameters and boundaries around it like it's insane fuel to to do the things you need and now i can apply that to the recovery piece being like hey my motivation to hit that benchmark starts the Mm -hmm. night before when i'm pulling out the yoga mat um, but yeah, I mean, we're all the same. If we don't hit the number, boy, it ain't a good day for the rest of the day. I, and I, I, yeah, go ahead. Go sorry, ahead, I just one one question I had. So, Sean, your your app is like prescribing these, you know, an easy run or a, or a hill run or or a threshold. Mm-hmm. Is that is that translated onto your watch? Like, is that 
built into your watch already. So when you hit go, your your watch has the entire plan. No. Out there? Okay. No, the watch syncs mm-hmm. to the app, but the app doesn't sync back. As far as I know, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Garmin, Garmin's are like Android phones. Like there's so yeah. many weird tinkering things you can do with them. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's funny. I've never even thought about that before. I'm curious. I'll, I'll have to look that up. But as far as I know right now, the like if if i pull up like it gives me the day uh you see me post the the oh, workouts yeah. on on instagram it's like here's the mileage here's the rationale here's the breakdown on the bottom right hand side of of each page there's a you know a drop down to like completed mm-hmm. skipped manual entry and then there's one that says sync sure. with garmin and so after my workout i just click the sync with garmin it pulls <clears throat> the data over and then i just put notes underneath it just so i can look back almost like a mm-hmm. journal more or less mm-hmm. Um, then I open the Garmin app and then the Garmin app translates that over to the Strava. And so okay. it's all over the place now. Cool. No, I, I, that's Kyle the recipe see it. for Strava. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle taught me that one. I had weeks where I was like, I'm running. Strava's, Strava's not. not picking it up. Damn it. What's going on? And we learned you have to open the Garmin app <laughs> yeah. first. So we got that step on lockdown. Now. That's interesting. I, I, we got, there. I asked because, uh, I got surprised on my run this morning. Uh, usually when I, click on mm. run on my Garmin, it, it says like, oh, here's a suggested workout for the day. And it's, uh, you know, 45 yes. minute base. Uh, and then today I went to go for my run and it had exactly what my training plan had. Like it programmed all my workouts Interesting. into my Garmin app, into my Garmin Connect app. So every workout I do Whoa. is now already programmed into my watch. And we we know like the, you can program That's workouts awesome. into the Garmin and you know, you're doing a 200 yeah. and then a 200 rest or, huh. or, or, or walk or jog. So it's all programmed in there. And that for me is Dude, awesome. So that would it's, be, you know, I'm doing a mile. That would yeah, be so convenient. I'm doing a mile and it's saying whether I'm in range. It's also telling me when I'm done. It's telling me my rest. Uh, it's kind of idiot proof. Um, Dude, that would be so helpful for me because I've had... Um, moments like you know i did a seven mile like sprint interval workout a few weeks ago and i had to like memorize at what mileage was was at what pace how many repeats i had to do at what pace like i i literally was like sitting on the bench on the track with my notepad out being like okay remember Mm -hmm. this remember this remember this remember this and then i went and ran having that pre-built on the watch would be a game changer yeah and it's so you sparked my you sparked my interest. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look, look around and see. I I bet you I bet you there's a way. It's the yeah. it's the prompts. Dude, that would be so. It's the awesome. prompts for me, like it counts down five when I have five seconds yeah. left in my run. It's you know. Mm. So. Ooh, I like that. Okay, I got some research to do. I feel like I do too. I've never done. I've I've been running with Garmin watches for six years, and I've mm-hmm. never programmed a workout. I just just found but, it out today, and I I I listened to somebody. <laughs> talking about it and they basically said you know we we spend a lot of a lot of people spend a lot of money on garmin watches as an expensive stopwatch and like the amount of stuff that you can actually do is pretty crazy truer words have never been spoken you've just opened up a whole new world well gentlemen we have hit an hour and five minutes and i think i if 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 we're comfortable with transitioning to um We'll finish with Sean's birthday present. Maybe oh, a boy. short conversation around this. Or are, you, yes. are you not ready, Sean? Are you not ready? No, I'm ready. I'm ready to announce this to the world. Ooh, could I? Uh, <laughs> could I give a quick shout out? 
Is that can we do that? The, yeah, let's actually, see, let's, let's let's do this because it my shout out ties into the birthday gift. So if you guys want to go, I can. I OK, can Cody, hit us with some okay, shout outs. I just have two quick shout outs. One is to my parents who are one of the 12 listeners uh, for gifting me the Jack Daniels training program. Um, and my other is to my girlfriend, Sam, um, because she wakes up early for work. It encourages me to also wake up early and go for my runs early, which I have mm. always struggled with. So Ooh. thank you, Sammy. I appreciate it. Oh, I'll, do, I'll just follow up with the with the gushy stuff. Um, I want to thank uh, my mom, Terry, my dad, Jim, my sister, Jess, and my partner and fiance, Emily, um, and her whole family, too, because they really inspired me to get into running. Uh, Gary and Kathy, you know who you are. Um, love all you guys. Y'all rock. And, uh, you know, hopefully you listen to this episode 10 times each. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta boost the numbers. (laughs) No pressure now. (laughs) Too funny. All right. Well, shout outs then. Of course, my my family, my father for instilling a, a freakish motivation in me and my mother for teaching me the love of running from an early age. She's a lifelong runner and educator. Um, I am who I am because of her in so many ways. And she's out in Denver right now, actually grabbing dinner with Peter Fab, who the listeners, some of them might know. A legend. Others don't. Lifelong There's friend. A shout out. She's traveling for work. He lives out in Denver. I know. So that's a shout now out. He has itself. to listen to the pod. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. He works for Tesla. So maybe Tesla can sponsor us. <laughs> no, um, I'm good. The, no, thanks. <laughs> we'll pass on that. We'll put it in the Hoka list. Um, the other shout out is to my, amazing girlfriend who gifted me for my birthday a surprise box which contained drum roll freaking nike alpha fly threes how she got her hands on them i have no idea but i woke up went downstairs on my 31st birthday and they were sitting there in all of their glory, like a bright light shining in the sky. (laughs) And there's a funny picture of me that she has of me sitting on the couch with a cup of coffee in one hand and the shoe in the other, just staring (laughs) at them lovingly. And I'm sure it will make its rounds on social media at some point. But um, yeah, I... I cannot believe that they're here on my table, but um, I don't plan on using them until probably end of February. I, you know, I want to make sure I don't, you know, they're obviously going to be used for, for race day. Um, I mean, Kyle and I have been looking on Instagram. We, there are some people who have 400 miles on these puppies already, which is crazy, but I want to, um, you know, be mindful of their usage. I am a admittedly, you know, not always the best form runner, especially when it comes to heel striking. So I'm going to just look at them, put them on a shelf until the uh, second half of, of the training program and then pull them out for some of those speed workouts. But boy, are they pretty. They do look sweet, man. I can't I'm yeah. I, I can't believe that that you got your hands on those. Same. Same. What a, what a gift. Yeah. What, what a, a gift. gift. Mm-hmm. My goodness. But I was saying yes. to Sean, when you first told me, I was like, that's like one of those gifts that you're like, I mean, it's not like a gift you're not going to use or you're like, you know, like you're going to use it till they're tattered and gone. Like, oh, yeah, that is one of those gifts you run to the ground, literally and metaphorically. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
Last shout out has to be to, to Brie Lynn, my wonderful girlfriend, who will also be providing us with crumble cookies at the end of our race for both Helderberg and Buffalo. Oh, she is an owner snap. of two of those stores in Albany. Yes, so we have unlimited cookie access, and uh, and now Alpha flies to add to the Does she want to get goodness. Kyle and I a pair of those? <laughs> I'll drop a good word. <laughs> I'm, I'm going April 4th, 10 a.m. Eastern time. I'm listen, going listen. all in, kids. You we know Cody's birthday. Kyle, I, I need your birthday. Kyle, I can, Kyle's I can two days word. after me. Two days after. Yeah. Is it? Oh, <laughs> shit. Pretty Look at that. All right. Well, well, well. Let's see what goodies all are, right. are delivered. Gentlemen, we've gone an hour and 10 minutes. We've talked through what we've kind of been up to. Sean's come back from near-death illness. Cody's getting risen. into his Jack Daniels. And not a bottle of whiskey, but an actual <laughs> training plan. And I'm just still rolling. I'm hanging out with these 30-mile weeks and slip sliding in the snow and looking forward to, you know, I, as soon as you guys get cooking on things, which you're doing, is, uh, yeah, we're going to be we're going to be rolling on ahead. And now Sean's also, got super fast shoes. I, I got to say, Kyle, also... Keep up the YouTube videos because they are freaking awesome. Cody and dude. I watch a ton of Nick Bear videos, but I'm not going to lie, dude, watching your videos, I get oh, yeah. equally as amped. The video quality is great. Your production is great. And anybody who hasn't watched Kyle's YouTube channel is severely missing out. And I must say, um, as a friend, of course, I love featuring on that channel from time to time but even just as a fan you make super super good content and uh, i'm always excited when you drop that's our videos. last that's our last shout totally out warms there, my heart Kyle. our last shout out is to you there we and, go to, and to I, i'm <laughs> very excited to uh run the barn loop with you guys this saturday and hopefully hopefully we get yes. a little bit of film from it so official oh, podcast definitely. Definitely. album cover dropping next week because Cody's yeah. coming to Albany. Yeah, we're gonna be you guys, you guys don't want Cowboy Cody or oh, that's our backup. <laughs> Nothing comes out of next weekend. That's gonna be the artwork to these episodes. So you better hope we get some good pictures. The viewers are gonna love either one. Cowboy Cody. We're actually not gonna describe this image. We're just gonna let everyone believe what they want.